0: This is Rev. Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. Great to see you folks this morning. Boy, you have a great service ahead. And, and, and like take those words to heart literally, like you are the future. You're the future. How are we going to relate to that future? Because I know if if you're like me, we struggle with this idea of what our identity is. Like, who are we actually? I struggle with that all the time. Am I the silly person who left his jacket on here on stage? Out here on stage? Or am I something else? And I know as a pastor, I talk to people all the time who struggle with that very concept of identity. Like, what does it mean? And what I know is this, I know there's a part of you, a blessed part, that knows exactly who you are. And that part gives you life, and that part gives you joy, and that part gives you hope. And that's what we're trying to touch on as part of this series. Not whitewashing it, knowing that there's a lot of work that goes into finding that, but that's what we want to come back to again and again and again. We're going to be doing this service a little bit differently. You're going to get to hear from me. I'm Senior Pastor Chuck Blair. You're going to get to hear some ideas from me, and then you're going to get to see how these ideas can actually move into a practice over here. A practice where you get to see how these actually, how these ideas can actually come to life in your life. Like, what does that look like? The way we're going to be going at this four part series is this way. This week, we're looking at, let's all say it with deep voices here. I'll say the two words, deep magic. Ready? Deep magic. That was good. Deep magic. We're going to be taking a look this week at what is the deep magic that all of us hold inside. Then we're going to go on to look at, well, we got to battle the big lie. we got to remember that we're more than our roles. And then it all comes back around to the art of homecoming. The art of homecoming. Now, that deep magic, folks, that's that's that place in us where we feel love, where we feel potential, where we feel the divinity deep, deep, deep within our souls. And that part has been put in you from all of creation. I I think, again, it, it needs to be said over and over again, like, God didn't create you accidentally. He actually created you on purpose. We're all straight on that. Could I get an amen, please? Amen. Amen. He he did. And and I was thinking about, you know, next week I I got us got some slides of pictures. I'm going to ask you to look at it in certain ways. And and including ways of looking at it with a lot of grace. And and just thinking about how hard we have, what hard time we have looking at ourselves with grace a lot of the time. I can look at someone else like that. But boy, am I challenged with looking at myself in that same way. And that's not sort of a a cheap self-aggrandizement. It's trying to see who we really are, blessed and broken, trying to see who we really are, and then living more and more into that authentic self. Because ready for this? That's the point. (laughs) That's what God wants. And he gives us this experience called life where we get to discover that. Over the course of the years we have here on this planet. So we're going to look at deep magic. And I, as I said, you know, it comes right at the beginning. comes with the package of being human. It's best to start at the beginning of the Bible to see where that very start gets its start. And we see that here with Genesis 2. Way back at the beginning of the Bible. And we're going to take a look at a man, this Rabbi Akiva, who who gives us a sense of what all this means, what all this is about. This is Rabbi Akiva. This is from the first century. Rabbi Akiva was so focused on his own thoughts, he did not realize he had taken a wrong turn. He ended up startled, standing in front of the menacing walls of a Roman fortress. The Roman soldier, standing watch on the fortress wall, shouted down at the rabbi, Who are you? What are you doing here? Not hearing an answer, the Roman soldier shouted again, Who are you? What are you doing here? Rabbi Akiva took a minute to collect himself and asked in return, How much do you get paid to ask me these questions? The Roman soldier, somewhat confused, answered, Two drachma per week. Then the rabbi, with an intense conviction, shouted back to the guard standing at the wall, I will pay you double that if you come to my house and shout those same questions each morning at sunrise. (laughs) Who are you and what are you doing here? And those questions, folks, they they do get answered. We do live into that. Not from a like, who am I? But from a, yeah, who am I? I get to discover that. Again, stories that go way back to the very beginning of the Bible, a Bible he would have been familiar with. So we look at this next line from Genesis. Then the Lord God formed, and this is the story of creation, formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being, a living being. New Church, we regard these stories really as poetic, this beautiful poetry that talks about creation, talks about who we actually are. New Church puts it this way, like the significance of this. The first element, in other words, the primary thing of the divine design is that we are made in the image of God. That's the very core foundational part. Then Genesis 2 goes on to say this. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east, in Eden. For those of you who have probably heard of the Garden of Eden, right? That's what this is in reference to. And there he put the man he had formed. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden was the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now I'm going to have you say "life" there when I get to it because that's the important one. We're looking today at the tree of the tree of life. Today we're looking at the tree of life, that very center part. And, and if we regard the Bible as poetic, it's trying to tell us something different. I mean, it's kind of neat that there's trees, but, but what's the deeper story to that? Like, what is this tree of life like, and what is it about, and, and, and why is it planted right in the center of this garden? And if we look at this state of Eden, picture that as, as, as that, sort of that paradise that we all have. We may not experience it all that often, maybe three times a year, including the Super Bowl. But we get to experience that for that little bit, right? It's also good for that moment. I didn't go down to the parade, but a lot of people did. And that's what I heard people talking about the parade that way, right? That connectedness, that unity. That's an echo of this tree of life. Right in the middle, planted in the middle of our hearts. Now, sometimes that tree on days like today may not show a lot of leaves, but is the tree dead if it doesn't have leaves, yes or no? No, it's not. It's just dormant. Probably a few of you are in that dormant place right now. (laughs) And probably some other of you, you feel like that tree's really bearing a lot of great fruit these days, a lot of leaves. When we look at that tree, folks, and we look at the beauty of that tree, thank you, Stephen Conroy, We have to look at what that tree pictures. So if we go to the next slide, this is the way in the new church we hold that tree. It's the heart of our inner true self. It's the inner voice. I'd add the phrase, it's the inner memory. It's that deep, settled part in our hearts. Listen to this line. It's where God's, it's God's will and mercy in us the source of all love, faith, and life. And it's the flip of that shadow self, that false self, which is mired in self-centeredness and possibly a few control issues. That tree exists in all of you. That tree exists in all of you. What a blessing that is. And we need to remember as well, you know, a couple of things with this. We need to remember as well, yes, there's two trees. We're going to look at the other tree next week. There's this tree of just this really good stuff and there's this tree that creates these challenges. Both are in the garden and both are central, which means both are there on purpose. We're going to look at that other tree next week. This week we're really looking at the tree of life. And what's important kind of from the big picture, from the 10,000 foot view that we have to remember is this. We are patterned to live into that Eden by way of love and the convictions of love. The convictions of love, that's what truth is. Truth is simply a conviction we carry because of the love we hold in our hearts. Think about that. You are patterned to know this. Your pattern to have something in your head going, Yeah, I, I get that. Part of that is true. Now there's another part of your brain that's saying it's not. We want to acknowledge that too. But there's a part of your brain that knows that this is deeply true, this this very deep God-given, God-given identity. One life deeply within. I think, folks, so much of our lives we kind of deal with this tension. We wrestle with it almost on a daily basis. And that's this tension. Are we gotten and loved or diminished and ashamed? How many of you have had those two experiences this week? Please raise your hand. Right? We've all had those experiences. How do we create? How do we create? Because I think it's what God is asking us to do. How do we create something where more and more... We live into that place where we are truly gotten and truly loved. How do we live into that in our families, our communities, our workspaces? How do we live into that in our churches? These are all big questions. And important ones. Because they get us back to this incredibly beautiful pattern that we talked about. Now, the band's going to come out for a middle song here. When the band comes out, For the middle song, you'll see buckets coming around. You'll see a group of people start to move over here. And then we're going to look at the second part of the service. We're going to look, okay, well, what's a practice? Like, all right, check. I kind of get there's this tree, and I kind of get there's this inner voice, and I kind of get there's this other part. But I want you to feel it. And I want you to see other people go through the process of coming in touch with that. And so when I come back, Martha Pitcairn, founder of Ignition Academy, will be joining us. And we're going to take a look at a process that can get you in touch with that piece. Amen. And I turn it over to my dear friend Martha. Martha and I go back quite a ways. And I I was thinking back to one of the first times I met Martha. (laughs) It actually dealt with the Ronald McDonald House. We just moved here from the Poconos. Martha said, hey, there's this Ronald McDonald House. You want to go? And I did. And I thought, nobody has time for community service. And since then, I've become a community service junkie because of Martha. And uh, as well as many other gifts she offers to many people. And uh, yeah, just a dear friend. So thank you, Martha. Thank you, panelists. And I'm going to be quiet now and let you do your thing.
1: Great. Do you want to sit down here or are you getting out of here? Thank you so much for being with us today. I am a breathing coach, number one, and I don't have breath right now. So if you'll all just breathe a few breaths with me, that would be delightful. So let's just take a moment and take a breath or two. Breath brings me back to my true identity, which I lose in a moment being in lights, in front of a camera, in front of all of you, because my ego's here, and I'm worried how I look, is my belly sticking out, Um, is my voice shaking that really annoying shake, and so on, so... I'm here to talk to you about true identity. And today in the front row, per the divine, we have a beautiful young lady who is 14 months old. And would you bring her up here just for a minute? I think we can catch you on camera. What is her name? Aveline. Aveline. Do you think she's forgotten her identity? She gets the love. It's patterned. And we each get the love. There's no no forgetting yet, and Aveline is there. So let's give Aveline a hand. Thank you. So today I'm just, I get 10 minutes to whirlwind you in a minor process to perhaps touch a place in each of you, but particularly in these brave panelists, um, where there might be evidence of re-remembering, remembering the pattern of wholeness, the divine wholeness, that each of us was born with. It's not gone anywhere. It's never gone. And when we go through life, our ego shows up, trauma shows up, stuff shows up, and we forget. It's just part of the deal. Sorry about it. And my work has been to re-remember that for myself, And then pass that on. And so today, if you'll join me for a brief process of breath and a few questions, any of you that want to come along, close your eyes, take some breath, and we'll go on an adventure, okay? So close your eyes... And just notice the breath that's breathing you. And perhaps remember a place many years ago, perhaps when you were young, a place, a person, an activity where you fell into timelessness, into ease. Perhaps it was a teacher, perhaps it was a grandma, grandpa who knew you in detail, where you felt so remembered and gotten. Perhaps it was a game that you played, or a place in the woods, or a place in a friend's house. Perhaps it was on your bike, zooming down the road, And feel that feeling. Notice what's present. Notice how time perhaps slips away. How concerns of how you are or how you look or what you're saying don't matter. See if there's just even a word that comes about that feeling. And take a nice, deep breath. And ever so gently open your eyes. And rejoin your neighbors. And I'm going to pass the mic to Andy and just ask him where he went and what that word might have been.
2: Okay, so the the word definitely was peaceful, and Martha, I felt like you were inside my head at the time that you were speaking because there was a combination of two things that you said that brought me back to a time many years ago when I used to um, live in Center City, Philadelphia, and I would ride my bike out to Wissahickon Park and spend the entire day out in the park. And I think it was still a time of cell phones and I remember bringing it but only because my sister Susan made me uh, just in case there was something that happened. But that's where that's where I went.
1: And what was available? What was available to you in terms of freedom, ease, peace?
2: What was available was the... Um it was I think maybe not so much what was available but what was not pressing on me where other pressures of life at that time you can just leave for a few hours and, and and just enjoy the peace.
1: Beautiful. Many of you may have a place in nature that This feeling exists. And that is the pattern of who you really are, where there's not the press of an ego, there's not the press of somebody stealing your identity and forgetting, where for a moment you're in the flow of who you are. So thank you, Andy. Let's have a round of applause. And this is Beth, and thank you, Beth. Would you be willing to answer a few of those questions?
3: Um, The word that came to me was carefree, and I was on Long Beach Island with my family, and I'm about six or seven, and my dad has me by the arms, and he's swinging me around in the surf, and then he grabs a raft, and he takes me out, and and we're riding the waves in together and the water's coming over us and my sisters running up knocking me off the raft but it was just carefree and fun and my dad just had a way of loving everyone like see and he just he just exuberated love and fun and uh take a breath right there And um, you always got me. You always got me. And uh, that's all I have.
1: Thank you. Let's just take a breath with her. When we're in the presence of that type of love, we remember, don't we? We all remember. And that's what our true identity is. So, thank you, Beth. This is Ava. Yeah, I'm Ava. I was taken to my parents' cottage in Grand Bend, Canada. Um, My sister and I, oftentimes for many summers, would lie together in the front yard it's concealed with a fence and with woods and with the cottage itself, so no one can see us, and we can't really see anyone. And we would lie on the hammock. And I hate reading; I hate it. Um, but <laughs> Danae loves it, and she, you know, wanted me to hear the Harry Potter series. So we'd lie together, and she would read it to me for hours and hours on end. Um, that I mean, the word that comes to mind is tranquility just complete peace and feeling like I could enjoy something that I couldn't do for myself. Thank you, Ava. Let's take another breath with Ava. And another amazing, amazing piece of re-remembering our identity is when other can reflect back and give to us something that we've forgotten. And that, a sister reading for hours, because she knows her sister struggles with reading, like, that is a precious image, where love is just, right? Yeah. So, let's all take a deep breath. The offering today from Chuck, from I, myself, and these panelists is this is the invitation as you step out into your week is to remember your wholeness, perhaps anchored in one of the things you touched on if you had a touchstone today, or perhaps just being curious and wondering, Wear that remembering of your true identity and wholeness because we all get the love, we all get the love, no exceptions. So, thank you very much.
0: So that was that was beautiful, and that's what we're going to be doing over this series: is is taking a look at that and talking about the theory. Yeah, but it's the practice. It's the practice. And what did you get in touch with? What do you know to be true right now in your soul? I love these, these words, and it was, it was I'm going to be using some of them next week from a woman by the name of Eddie Hillensum. And she wrote a diary during the Holocaust. She actually dies in Auschwitz. But she goes through this spiritual awakening as part of it, and one of the lines in there that she said is as she goes through this transformation, she writes in her diary, This is so beautiful. I can feel the silence in me growing can feel the silence in me growing, And just to watch all these faces up there and to watch their faces as Martha was talking to them and to see the tears that were present with all of them, as we go back and we touch that place, it's a place where we can feel a certain silence growing. The peace of God that passes all understanding the peace of God that passes all understanding. That peace that looks at you at a time of baptism, at a time of anything, and the words of baptism says, this is my beloved. This is my beloved. Good place to try to be this week. Now, we're going to have the final prayer here at New Church Live. You're going to hear some gentle music underneath it. I'm going to be offering a prayer. You have a time for your own silent meditation. You want to take this meditation a little bit further. Please do. If You want to say the Lord's Prayer as you know it. Please do. If you had such a great experience and there's something you're burning to say about this and you want to tell me you know what, who you remembered, tell me after church. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear the names of these people, the names of these memories. As we go back ever so briefly to the Garden of Eden and maybe just for a second just for a second touch that tree one more time please join me in prayer so Lord with every breath we take allow it to be a memory of your care your concern your love your commitment to us Lord, with every breath we take, awaken in us that inner angel, that inner speak, Lord, that is your voice running through us, your love and your wisdom running through us from our heads and our hearts out into our hands. With every breath we take, Lord, allow it to be a reminder of spirit, of breath, of wind of your presence in our lives, of the presence of those we love, whether they are still walking among us or not, Lord, with every breath we take. Be with us this week. Allow this. Allow this. Allow our breathing to be a remembering. In your name, We pray. Amen.